You're listening to the National Indigenous History Month Book Review, brought to you by the Prince George Public Library. Tune in as library staff review great books by Indigenous writers that you can find in our library collection. We gratefully acknowledge that we conduct our work on the ancestral lands of the Klaitli Tene. Welcome to the third episode of the National Indigenous History Month book review podcast. I'm Darcy and I'm here as always with my blessed and highly favored colleague Regu. Regu, how are you? I feel pretty good. Oh. Yeah. Why? (laughs) I can't really think of right now I can't think of a reason to feel bad. I mean I'm sure I'm I'm not I'm not No, that's a that's good enough. That's a really my head is pleasantly blank. Yeah, that's, I think that's a really good answer and a really good place to be. I was actually fishing for a compliment. Like, he'd be like, well, I'm here with you. <laughs> and we'd be like the two Muppets, you know, the, the ones that are like. Oh, oh, oh. You mean the, like the, the kind of peanut gallery ones? Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, I'm very happy to be here with you. Thank uh, you. <laughs> blessed and esteemed colleague. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, okay. So. How are you? Huh? Oh, how am I? Oh, I think I'm well. I've had a really busy day, but for the most part, it hasn't unhinged me. Mm. Sometimes I find, I really prefer to be busy, but sometimes I find that, as I think everybody does, when I am when I have a lot of time-sensitive things to do, I'm just like, oh, I need to do this and this, and I kind of jump from them instead of just prioritizing. It's like how they recommend you pay off debt. You don't put like 50 bucks on like every debt you owe, every paycheck. You put like 200 on one and pay it. So anyway, that's I'm at. I'm doing 200 dollars today oh. on one credit card. Good work. So yeah, so I'm feeling fine. Yeah, a little tired, but that's how I am. Thanks for asking. You're welcome. <laughs> So we'll jump into our book. So today uh, we're talking about Don Dumont's book, Nobody Cries at Bingo. And I'm going to say this right away before Regu beats me to it. It was hilarious. It's very funny. And we're, as always, we're going to answer our three questions about it. And to begin, I'll give you a quick synopsis that I stole from goodreads.com. So, in Nobody Cries at Bingo, the narrator, Don... Uh, author's name. I, there's no mention if it's autobiographical, but anyway. Uh, Dawn invites the reader to witness firsthand Dumont family life on the Okanese First Nation. Beyond the stereotypes and cliches of res dogs, drinking, and bingos, the story of a girl who loved to read and her family begins to unfold. Ooh, and I think that's a great, uh, great description. I'm not good at keeping things short, so I had to Google that. Are you ready for the questions? I think so. Okay, because I'm going to ask you first. Okay. Number one question, what was your favorite part about this book? Well, as you said, it was hilarious. Um, and I just, it, it just felt like it got funnier. You know, as it does when you get kind of get uh, really into the style of a book. Um, and that's what happened in this, this book, too. Uh, it was just so much fun to read. It kind of is a, was a reminder how much fun books can be to read because as I'm sure you do sometimes, sometimes you read a book because you think it's a book you should read or, yes. um, and there's great value in those kinds of things too. But sometimes you read a book and you're like, this is just pure joy. Um, yes. and that's what it felt like to read this. 
Yes, I agree. And I would say I'm not drawn to a book that's described as funny usually. And I had no idea this would be funny. I just knew that it wasn't super serious. Um, I knew that it was kind of like coming of age-ish. And uh, if I saw a book cover that said, what a riot, you know, I'd probably be like, "Mm, pass. And so I was really pleasantly surprised. I, I tend to enjoy reading things that make me feel bad. So this really caught me off guard. And I basically from the first chapter, I was like, oh, my God, it's so funny. Yeah. So my my favorite part, too, is that it was hilarious. And yeah, like I just don't find fiction books that genuinely tickle me. Like when they're trying too hard to be funny, I'm just like, like if it's I read this book, which I won't name, but it was kind of like about this politician and it was supposed to be hilarious. And I just like wanted to throw it across the room, but I had to finish it because it was for a book club yeah. and I, that I was leading. <laughs> I had to be like, you know, set an example. Um, I, yeah, I loved the humor so much and I, I kind of felt like it was big Darcy energy, like this little girl. Big Darcy energy? Yeah. Okay. Like I was like, I, I think she, I think she's channeling that a little bit. I, I recognized young Darcy in her so mm. much that like kind of a like it was smart it was like me um it was smart it was perfectly juvenile it was self-deprecating it was universal it was tough yeah yeah it was hard and it was very self-aware and I I mean I'm not very self-aware so I'm not gonna say that was you know where she where I felt seen but yeah it was great and I did write down some quotes Um, that I thought were really funny. So in one chapter, she's talking about how she's in gym class and she says her her friends were cheering her on from the sidelines as they played practice smoking. (laughs) 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 Like, it's so good. I could picture it. I know those girls. I know gym class. Like, it was just, uh, it was fantastic. I bet they were sharing like an earbud, like one in each ear. Um, Another one, one of the first chapters, she's playing some game in the woods with her siblings and her cousins, and she says that she learned that <laughs> she could run and pee herself at the same time. <laughs> and I was like, can you? I'm not about to experiment, but I was like, God, I love that. And then I also, uh, the last little example i give, um, she... She said, uh, so she has this, there's this boy she has a crush on and people kind of talk about his family because his mom was quite depressed and had made and had some like pretty dark struggles. And so Dawn is kind of saying like, you know, she talks about her own struggles that she's had. And then she said, one of my uncles said that Celeste, her younger sister, was prettier than me. And I didn't stop talking about it for two years. (laughs) (laughs) And I was just like, it's so good. And And yeah, and as you noted too, um, the author uses that humor to, you know, address and acknowledge uh, tragedy, domestic violence. They talk about residential schools, colonization, and a lot of body shaming. Um, So there was actually a lot of depth to it, and I thought it was really smartly done. Yeah, uh, and I'm glad you found a few quotes, (laughs) because as we were talking, I was thinking, I wish I could remember one, but there's there's so many, like Mm -hmm. just she... Uh, it's not surprising that she's a, uh, a comedian, yes, too, yeah. because um, she clearly has a way with building up to a good punchline. Mm-hmm. And and you said something earlier that um, triggered this thought for me, too, is that you instantly 
know who the character is. Right. Like you, you're not learning really who she is, you know, right away. Yep. And that's, and it was really great. Like it's, it was, yeah. Like again, I, you know, the character's the same name as the author, but either way, like instantly, you know, her voice, you understand who she is and you love it. And not only her, I found like I, I, I felt that way about a lot of the characters yeah. in the book, um, mm-hmm. even ones who appear relatively briefly, like I'm thinking about her cousin, I think she has, are, these, are they cousins or are they the foster kids of a relative? I, I think it's mm-hmm. Shane and Dylan she, oh, are their yeah. names. Mm-hmm. And just the way she describes them when, when she first meet, meets them, like I think Shane is a skinny kid and he's like, uh, he's jumping off hay bales. Yeah. <laughs> um, but she just does a few things that you're like, okay, I, I know who this kid is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, totally. And just constantly talking about you know, just the cutest boys here and there. And I was like, yeah, I get it. And how, and kind of again, circling back to her being like, oh my God, I have so many problems. Like I can't find a cute boy to kiss me. Like it's, it was just very funny and just like, yeah, yeah. I loved it. Uh, question number two, what was your main takeaway? Um, well, I I was thinking about a a few things. I mean, you know, one of the things I, I really loved about this book uh, and kind of stuck with me was just like how I'm always amazed by authors who can so vividly describe childhood. Um, and as you said, it, uh, it's, it's a novel, but it's, it's, it's her name. So, you know, I'm guessing it's kind of like a, a novelized memoir. Mm-hmm. Um, if not strictly, it, it seems, you know, I would guess there's a, a lot of elements of autobiography to it but um like i'm just amazed at the way for example she can describe uh dialogues you know like kids having dialogues um and just the way their days go and and the kinds of things they did and, and and the way they thought um all that kind of amazed me and really stuck with me and and impressed me too because i i i I don't think of my own childhood that way. I think maybe because I, I feel like I might have had a less eventful and blander childhood <laughs> than, than this character. But I don't, I don't remember those things. I don't remember. I mean, I no, I, I like I can't like I can't like recall entire conversations I had when yes. I was like eight years old or something mm-hmm. like that. And she seems to be able to. Um, so that's one of the things I really and it really made me think about like how weird childhood is, you know? Yeah, totally. And how mm-hmm. particularly weird for each person it is, you know? Yeah. Like every child living in its own weird little world, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, my takeaway actually kind of crashes into yours a bit there too. Like you definitely see that we're, that everybody is unique and we all come from our different circumstances, like different privileges. And then there's also like, she kind of finds common ground where it's like, oh yeah I was in that situation as a kid and like in one of the moments especially is the way that she kind of tells her experiences or the character's experiences with bullying this is a really important story to read especially in the context of National Indigenous History Month and it does there is a moment where there are racial slurs used in the context of bullying and it's difficult to hear and the bullying aspect, it is realistic um, and it does show the young narrator working through the tension of being angry at the bullies and using inappropriate words against them in her head, but also 
at the same time learning and acknowledging that there is no place for those words. And yeah, it just made me think about how humans aren't islands in a way either, like the Paul Simon song. We aren't islands. We walk in our own worlds, but we find common ground often through suffering, through shared experiences like bullying, like your siblings body shaming you and pushing you off a dock into the water and then things like that and embarrassing you and you know comparing yourself to them constantly is really difficult. So third question, uh, unless you have something more to say about number two, I couldn't tell if you're making a face at me. Um, no, I don't think so. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so you're just making a face at me. <laughs> so our, our third and last question here. Regu, what are similar books you would recommend to someone who liked this book? Well, I was thinking uh, of an author and storyteller named uh, Ivan Coyote. I couldn't think of a particular book in mind, but certainly either in their books or in performances I've seen them give, they also have this way of, uh, of, of talking about uh, growing up, you know, um, being able to talk about um, tough things and mm-hmm. wild things and baffling things um, and kind of being able to pull it off without it feeling too heavy somehow, like it, you get what they're talking about, mm-hmm. but there's also uh, a joy in it all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, the ability to do that the impact on me as a reader is it it kind of lightens the load for you and not in a way that kind of dismisses the pain but if you do have a common like experience that's very dark and painful and hearing someone else speak about it so openly but also being able to bring humor into it kind of like what we see uh with thompson highway um it yeah it lightens the burden and it does connect you more to that shared experience and the camaraderie rather than kind of the, the pain you kind of carry around with you. Um, so yeah, I think that's a very, I, I can't do that like in writing. So I really admire, and I've read Ivan Coyote's work too. And I, I definitely, yeah, agree. That's a good connection. And there was one more book I was thinking of, and this is a, a local author. Uh, his name is Sean Morrison. And, and he uh, recently published a book uh, describing his uh, childhood in Ireland, where in fact he was sent to a kind of like a some kind of juvenile punishment place for for stealing a, a bike mm. uh, uh, run by priests, where he he suffered uh, harsh mistreatment and uh, an abuse. And so, yeah, uh, I mean, there's that, but there's there's also a, you know when I was talking about people describing childhood, there he also. Uh, it, extremely vividly kind of evokes his uh his childhood where he grew up with his group of friends and all the crazy things they did and the Mm -hmm. and and the so all that kind of reminds like just these you could just you know you could just picture it and you could just picture little kids doing the things that he 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 describes doing Mm -hmm. um so yeah interesting local connection there so that that's another and and the book is called the black suitcase Mm. is it do you know when it came out in the last couple of years, mm, okay. yeah, yeah, Sweet. It, I, it, it might have been, yeah, within the last couple of years, fairly new, mm, yeah. Excellent. So for my books, I I did kind of struggle because again, I don't read uh, a lot of like funny fiction, so I went through my huge list of every book I've 
ever read that I keep track of. Um, and you, was, wait, you do keep track of every book you've ever read? There, yeah, there is. So the Goodreads website, you yeah. can add books to your list. So every time I read a book, I put it on there, and I like I have hundreds. Um, yeah, and it's it's the only way I don't reread things mm-hmm. that I've already read because I I can't remember. So I did. I scrolled through like. I probably only made it like 300 books in, like just trying to find something funny. And the only, and I didn't have any fiction, but I do, but a lot of nonfiction. So I, I love listening to audiobooks by comedians that are kind of talking about their, their lives. And one of my favorite ones is Mindy Kaling. Um, her, she's got, I think she has just two books out. Um, I haven't checked to see if there's, there's more after that, but I'm going to recommend uh, her book called Is Everyone Hanging Out Without Me? She's probably the most easily recognized from playing the role of Kelly Kapoor on The Office. And she's so funny and she speaks in, like I just love her mannerisms and the way she talks. She has that kind of same ridiculous, like embellished, self-deprecating tone. It's so good, it's so funny. And I did kind of see like some similarities and, and, and it made me want to hear more from, you know, the character Dawn. Um, I, you know, I want her to have an audiobook and I want to hear it. Um, in her voice and so I I do yeah recommend Minnie Kaling's Kaling's book and I recommend listening to the audiobook because she narrates it Mm. and I always love that and my second recommendation is this one summer it's a graphic novel by Mariko and Jillian Tamaki so it's a coming-of-age story about two female friends who spend the summer out at the lake and you kind of watch them work through some family and personal challenges it's not as funny but there are some funny like teenage girl comments um, that I remember really appreciating it uh, when I read it so yeah that's that's mine Uh, do you have any other things to say about our sweet little book here well I was thinking I mean you know you described uh, that book you recommended by uh, Mindy Colling also Mm -hmm. being a good audio book I mean uh, there's definitely something I also imagined you know uh imagined this as a as a movie and i thought you mm. know in the right hands it it, it could be amazing mm-hmm. yeah yeah there, i mean you know that's you know when i see movies where that are also able to uh capture childhood mm-hmm. that's also something i find quite amazing to like how how are you able to get that kind of interaction on screen mm-hmm. um that's also something that amazes me but uh i felt like if if that this would be amazing to watch. Yeah, yeah, totally. And you just got me thinking, because it would kind of have that, like, Goonies, Stand By Me, like, even It um, kind of feel to it, but with female characters. Yeah. Uh, or more female characters, anyway. And, and, yeah, that would be so good. It would be one of those, just, those, like, movies about kids that you can still watch as an adult and see, like, the depth and how funny it is. That would be great. Ooh, let's write her a letter. Yeah. Yeah, so... You can find a copy of Nobody Cries at Bingo in our library's collection. It's available in print, and it's on Overdrive, Hoopla, and Sela and Nels. So for our final episode next week, the very last one, we're going to read Why Indigenous Literatures Matter by Daniel Heath Justice. And with that, this concludes our time here in your ears and in your hearts. And I'll say goodbye to my blessed and highly favored colleague, Regu. Goodbye, blessed and highly favored colleague, Darcy. (laughs) Thank you. So long, everyone. Thanks for listening. 
You can catch a new episode every Monday in June to celebrate National Indigenous History Month. If you'd like to follow along with the readings, go to pgpl.ca slash podcasts.